I love it. Whoa. You love school? I love school. What's your favorite subject in school? Recess. Am I right? Yeah, you're... you're, Hell yeah. Get on the monkey bars. I Fuck the monkey bars. I was too tall for them. I could just walk and do them. Here's a real question. Okay. Um, Do you still ever occasionally get like school nightmares? Yeah. What do you know? Do you... Are you aware enough to know what the subject is? It's... uh, I'm never in a class. It's always... uh, it's always me thinking that I didn't graduate high school uh-huh. and I've gone back sometime later in the, the same year. Uh, yeah, it's, it's me thinking I haven't been to school for most of the school year and I have to go back and graduate. And I don't know what my, where any of the classrooms are, which, what my schedule is, and I can't get my locker open. That's similar to uh, mine. Yeah. It's like the feeling, the general feeling of being lost. Yeah. And then I wake up and for, for a, like occasionally they are vivid enough or they, or they were happening frequently enough that I have occasionally tricked myself into thinking that I didn't graduate high school. And then I was like, wait, no, that's did no, you, I, I totally did. I graduated in a weird way, but I did. I was going to ask, like, was that a concern? Because I also almost didn't graduate and frequently I, have that. So I, I did most of my senior year on independent study. Uh, and, and so that means I did a lot of my senior year from my hot tub, reading books in a hot tub, nice. uh, which was, was a good way to go. Um, and so I graduated, I think it was like two weeks early uh, and ended up with like some, it's because of how that program worked, uh, ended up with some kind of GPA of like slightly above four of the number of credits or whatever i'd earned or, or whatever the fuck it was which was preposterous but that's just how it went uh because uh turns out those systems were exploitable back then oh yeah yeah uh so yeah i graduated in a strange way and then i was able to go back uh the day that i graduated the day that i finished high school uh i went to the campus of the school i stopped going to uh and went around and told everyone that i had just graduated nice uh and one teacher the one teacher I liked, I said, yeah, I just, I just finished. Yeah, I'm done. And he's just like, he actually, he's like, God damn it, Gerstmann, you beat him. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's right. Uh, felt pretty good. Yeah, I, I had a similar thing where it was like my counselor was like, oh, you don't need to bother taking the SAT because you're not going to graduate sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. He was a shitty counselor. Wow. Yeah. Um, but he also wasn't wrong. And also that may have been the thing that finally pushed me back. I'll fucking show you old man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in a weird way that might've helped, but yeah, it was just like, it came down to basically a test in a class that I could not, it it was economics. And so, you know how there's AP that's like a step above this was like whatever the opposite of AP is because halfway through the semester, I just could not bring myself to care in the slightest about it and was put down at big. It was funny because I was in like this remedial economics class and also AP English and yeah. uh, AP physics. Yeah, yeah. But um, it was like it, my my teacher was like, okay, it's going to come down to this one test. You need at least a, a B to pass this or else you don't pass my class and you don't pass the school. Wow. I got 100% on it. Wow. And I was just like, 
oh, I guess I can apply myself. And then I immediately <laughs> went to community college and got a 1.0 my first semester there. Nice so going. Yeah. Had to relearn that lesson yeah. another time. Know, that's an extra, like, that, that's a, a more expensive lesson in some ways. Yeah. The minute you're going to a college, I you're know, paying I was working them. and, like, oh, yeah. it was, I was stressful. I took on way more units than I should have. I was, mm-hmm. like, on 18 units or something because I was like, I'm going to get done in this community college in a year and a half. Like, I want to... And then transfer or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. It took me, like, three and a half years that's, and then I transferred. I feel like that is everyone Santa Rosa Junior College story. <laughs> it's a great school, really good totally. campus. Like, like yeah, one of the highest graduate or transfer rates in in the country. But like, and that yeah. Petaluma campus they have, I, yeah. I which was like well after my like college aged years or whatever. But that Petaluma campus they opened is actually very nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. School. The new old school. Yeah. Here we are. It's recess. I'm. Jeff, he's Ben. Hi, I'm Ben. And we're here uh, to answer your questions. That's what we do here on this, the after show. Uh, I was hanging out out there for a little bit. I came in here and screwed around with the audio settings. Hopefully those work. I don't know. It was all it was all busted up when I came in here to record an anime podcast. So I, I fixed half of it there and then hopefully fixed the other half of the it. The anime just got in the machines and infected it. Yeah, no, there's an anime in the machines. Uh all over the place. It's disgusting. I was out there talking. Uh, I guess they're streaming some Call of Duty next door. Yeah. I guess that new DLC came out today. So some Activision, some Sledgehammer folks came in to play it. You're, uh, uh, yeah. Y'all are doing a real ass anime thing, huh? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do an anime thing. Um, excited? Yeah, I am. It should be fun. Have you ever been to an anime con? Nope. Uh, well, and now, I, now is a great time to get in. Well, I, I won't. I, I won't be going to this one either uh, because they have an offsite location okay. where Crunchyroll is doing their show. Yeah. Uh, and so... And you guys should... Uh... And, and I don't have a badge for the anime convention. And also, I'm like super in and out. Like, I'm there for the thing and then I'm leaving because uh, I have a bunch of other stuff going on at that time. So, I, I can't... I actually, I, I wanted to stay originally. I was like, oh, yeah, it'd be cool to just do a day at this anime convention and walk around and see what the fuck this is. Uh, but I'm not gonna be able to do that. So still keeping my record clean in case my PO asks. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what we get up to here. Yeah, that's uh that that thing was fun. They uh they asked us, I think, is how that came about. Uh to I, I anyway, we, we got to talking like what would it look like if we did a thing at their thing and we we're like, Yeah, what if we did this? And they're like, That sounds cool. So it sounds like we're gonna do that. <laughs> Hey, Jeff, this is the call cup. Okay. All right. Uh, is it there because you have a call? It's there because I'm hitting the button that allows me to get a caller on the line. Great. I would love to get a caller on the line. Well, good news. We've got a caller on the line. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? I don't even see the green circle, so I think I think his shit's all sorts of fucked up. If we don't, if we don't see the green circle, we don't hear you. Oh, he's he's muting and unmuting himself furiously. You know, we'll let you come. We'll let you get to that. But we've got a we've got another caller here who we've spoken to before. So I think this person's going to have their shit on lock. Uh, they muted themselves though. Hello. You can unmute your. You're what, on the line. What? Yeah. Hello, caller. You're on the line. What's your name? Where are you calling from? We hear your background. Uh, uh, hello. Hi. Yes. Hello. Hi. Hi. I uh, 
was like trying to get my audio working the right way and it was being very weird. It's that's, did it. It, that's going around these days. Everyone's everyone's dealing with it. Uh what's going on? Uh so I uh uh I would really like to play a Jurassic World Evolution, but uh unfortunately it's not in the budget right now. Mm-hmm. I found myself getting way back into Cities Skylines. By the way. Yeah. Um, wondering uh since that kind of game has kind of fallen out of the mainstream what do you guys think the genre needs to get back into it hmm cool yeah uh yeah thanks for your call that's a good question the cities the city builders the sim yeah the, the, kind si- of- the sim cities of the world the the you know build your own theme park build your own this manage a thing i don't know you know i, I feel like I can't remember if it was the way they were talking up SimCity or something, but the idea of like building a world where everyone's cities are in that world right. and can interact with each other. Like if some if a game really nailed that, that would what would bring that would be what would what could bring me into the genre. A yeah. sense of interconnectiveness that- and like oh, I'm going to open a trade route with these other cities or like I'm going to, you know, I'll have my eight friends and we have to build our cities around each other kind of like. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's what that last SimCity kind of was. It just, you know, the but it was only that, you know, and it, it forced so much upon you Yeah. that I ended up having to play all the cities in a region just to get done what I wanted to get done. It was frustrating uh, the, the way they had built that thing. It was just, you know, it was, it need, needs to be, done in such a way that you can absolutely play it alone and still see everything there is to see but if you want to because because like that that's that style of game is something that i come to on my time uh uh, you know when i'm ready to engage with it and do stuff and so the idea of being forced into a multiplayer setting where now like if i'm not playing every day i'm dragging the region down because i'm not spending my resources and and making sure that everyone is getting what they need and all that stuff like that's that is cool when it works but not i would not want to be forced to play that way yeah um yeah i don't know there's that's uh someone is saying like vr like i actually th- there was that um there was that face punch thing that was like let you build the roller coasters in vr it's like the idea of being able to kind of sculpt your city a little more finely in VR and 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 have a little bit finer control over that stuff. That might be a cool addition of just like, hey, build the city in the traditional kind of city zoning building tools. But if you want to get down there and do stuff in VR, you totally can. I think that would, that would be kind of neat. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that uh, City Skylines is still really good, but also, you know, the the reason you don't see a ton of those games coming out is, you know, I, I think the appetite is being the the demand is being met. Uh, I haven't seen that Jurassic Park game, Jurassic World, whatever it is, uh, since it came out. Yeah, but, I didn't even know it was a sim. Yeah, well, thing. it's yeah, it's like a run your own Jurassic Park kind of thing, which is a fun idea. Like stuff like you know, I, I think it's the the same team that did like Zoo Tycoon and stuff like that. Um, and Zoo Tycoon was all right. You could yell at the Connect to beat the horn, and it would beep. That was a fun time. What if you did, could? Do I don't, this I don't know if it if it had a if it had a one of these. You're right. That would be a superior uh, method. But but what are you gonna do? Um, let's see what I got here. Uh, a lot of people in chat talking about anime. It's gross. Yeah, it's disgusting. Uh, 
Born K says, did you guys know that Fighting EX Layer is apparently out on Thursday? Yeah, apparently it's out on Thursday. Always the best <sighs> release day for video games. Thursday. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jason and I, last, last Bombcast, Jason and I were looking at some footage. And it looked hella good? Wait, what are you talking? Wait, yeah, hang on. It what looked you- hella good. Wait. What you- I played that demo. It was super fun. Yeah. Like, what, what are you saying? Just- Come out with it. Are you saying that game looks bad? Because I can't, my heart can't take that. Uh, I'm saying we'll see on Thursday. But oh, man. Oh, man. It's been a great year for fighting games. I will say that. Yeah. Um, so hopefully it continues that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very excited to try out the final version of that. Uh, that's, yeah, I don't know. I don't, like I was looking through my email today going, like, I don't, how do we, can I get a hold of the people at the studio? Surely they Where's Skullamania? Put me in contact with it. I Mr. need to Mania. talk to at Skullamania um, and figure out what the hell's going on. Yeah, I'm, I want to play that. Um, and everything you just said, I'm going to try my best to ignore because all the footage I've seen of it has made me go, yeah, still real to you. Damn it. Yeah. It's the realist. Uh, uh, Demu says Tempest 4000 is up on Amazon for pre-order with a release date of July 17th. Hopefully that'll hold. Uh, hopefully that's the date. Yeah. Um, let's see. Mantis Matt says tempted to go back to the Xbox ecosystem after switching to the PS4. Is there a single show me the shit I own and can download without having to search button? Yeah, both platforms I think have that. If you go into the library on the PS4, there's a purchased tab and a PlayStation Plus tab that shows you the stuff that you like own as well as the stuff you own uh, with your PlayStation Plus stuff. And on Xbox, there is a in the My Games and Apps section, there's just a section, I think it's called Ready to Install. And that is a full list of everything you own that can be installed. So that stuff's pretty easy. It's easy once you know where everything is, but God, yeah. it's a hassle yeah. to find the first time. Definitely, uh, yes. Uh, and the, I, there's stuff about the Xbox interface that I still just think is not great. Uh, the PS4 is not perfect, but it just feels a little bit faster to get around and get to your the, games. Uh, the new media stuff on the PS4 really sucks. Oh, yeah, in terms of just like what it can do. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. Also, like you have to have HDCP turned on to yeah. access any of it, which I have it turned off because my screen will occasionally just black out. I don't have it running through capture gear or anything, but just when I have HDCP turned on occasionally just middle of the game, it'll black out for eight, nine seconds while it has to like re handshake and go through this process. So I just turned it off and now I can't even launch Spotify, even though that's not fucking video. I I have to say, um, somewhat related. I fucking love my new TV. Uh, it's, I got one of those TCLs. Yeah. And, yeah, it's great. Like I, I was a little suspicious about a Roku TV. Um, I got the P6 mm-hmm. series. Um, yeah, it does the thing where it like you have your HDMI's and it'll show you what's happening on the on the HDMI before oh, yeah. you click into it. Right, I, that blew my fucking mind. It's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, it's a neat idea. Uh. I'm hearing here from Brinty that the Switch got a real Mahjong game with online multiplayer. That's very exciting. I like Mahjong. Do you know you know how to play Mahjong? I learned how to play it playing Yakuza. Nice. <laughs> nice. That works out. Uh, you got a call over there? I do have a caller, and we will hear from them now. Hello, caller. What's your name, and where are you calling from? 
Hey, how's it going, guys? This is Kadar from San Diego. Hey, what's on your mind? Not too much. Uh, I'm very happy to meet you guys. You guys are my favorite fighting game scientists. I have a fighting game question. Yes, let's uh, hear it. Basically, so uh, just to kind of give some background, my first fighting game was Street Fighter Alpha 3 for the PS1. Uh, just to date myself, uh, I got it when I was eight. And then for, I guess, 20 years after that, or at least 19 years, I didn't really know how to play fighting games until Tekken 7 came out. And then I went on Discord and I found the subreddits and I learned what frame data was. And it's like, okay, I thought I liked fighting games before I knew how to actually play them. But now that I actually understand what's under the hood, it's like false advertising, basically. Like, <laughs> they, they need to have every weapon, like, so basically how I was taught to, I was enlightened earlier this year when, I, when Tekken 7 came out, it's my first Tekken game, that you got to treat every weapon like an RPG weapon and you have all the stats on it, and that's how you got to play. It's like chess or something. And that's not how, like, I approached it when I first got into it. That's not how any of my friends approach it. Yeah. And it's like, how would you feel if they completely demystified it and it was like, okay, this is like a real-time strategy, completely just, you know, take away what's made fighting games, fighting games to most casual, I guess, people, and just just show, not the math. I don't want to say it's math because frame data is not really math, but just, Kind right. of show what, what people are really doing, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Just like expose expose the th- what those things really are. Right. Like yeah, yeah have frame yeah. data, hit boxes, all that stuff just very visible. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks and for your it, call. That's uh yeah. That's a uh, thank you. Yeah. Uh I feel like some games have done stuff like that in training modes, but even then it's rarely and it's my I think it's my problem with like a lot of fighting game tutorials. Uh is that they could be better at exposing that data in a way that contextualizes it for you to help you get better. Yeah, like imagine you're in the first because the kind of the universal first few fighting game tutorials are like okay, walk forward, walk back, yeah. jump, do a light attack. Imagine if do a light attack it showed the hitbox and it like showed a frame count or something right. like that. And it doesn't really like get into it right away, but it just shows you. Yeah, like things. here's how this stuff really works. Like and you see a fist come out, yeah. but here's what's really happening. You know, it's it's this many frames of hey, and during this phase you can get hit out of it. Yeah, like and it's this, this part of your body can of, be hit. Yeah. This is the part that does the hit. And, and and you know, here's the hurt box on this. And you know, like walking through that stuff uh I think would help players get more out of the more advanced features of like, hey, just turn on hit boxes all the time in training mode and look at that stuff. Yeah. Like that's fine, but if you don't yeah, and 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 show you like, hey, this beats this and here's why. Something um, Rivals of Aether does really well is in replays uh, after a game, if you save the replay, you can turn on in the options hitboxes uh, and like DI lines. So like which way you're you're angling yourself after you get hit and stuff because that oh, shows right. you like, oh, if you DI to the left and said you wouldn't have gotten comboed and blah, blah, blah. So like I think adding that to a replay system, it would be like choice. If you could just like, okay, turn on all the hitboxes. I want to see you know, how my approaches could have been safer, or I want to see how um, I missed this one combo, right? Or even something that was like a little more analytical. Like if we get some some deep learning into fighting game replay stuff, like if a game could tell me, it'd it'd be pretty cool. And maybe this is like something that I should just pick up myself and learn myself. But something that says like, hey, you're doing this a lot and it's leading to uh you getting punished like here's here's a mistake that you seem to be making a lot here's like a a thing that we've noticed you doing more than most players 
uh, that is leading to you taking more than the average damage. Stop jumping in, you know, like like that sort of yeah. stuff. Um, and, I mean, they, they, and say, hey, here's an alternative to what you're doing that you can try to mix in with this or, or something. I, I that stuff is, is like machine learning. You know, I, I use this thing called Gosu AI for Dota. And it just basically compiles a lot of stuff like that. Like yeah. after a game, you can look back and say like, okay, look, you were caught under enemy wards this many times or, right. you know, you did this this many times. I feel like that for a fighting game is totally reasonable. Yeah. Uh, like, it, oh, you jumped more on average than you normally do. Like, you know, just right. that sort of stuff even would be helpful. Or even just like, hey, most players that are better than you do this yeah. in this situation. Like yeah. face it, you know, hey, neutral, do this or, you know. Not necessarily do this, but like here are the the popular options. Here are the unpopular options that lead to the most damage. You know, just to kind of get a sense of like, what do I need to watch out for? What are the risks I could be taking here? Uh, I, th- I think if Capcom was serious about fighting games, they they're in such a position where they could totally do something with that and make it like the standard. Because yeah. right now, I mean, anime games have the best tutorials for fighting games, right? Which is a shame because those games aren't as appealing to the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, if Street Fighter did it, uh, that would be big. I think the Nether Realm games have been pretty good about yeah. their tutorial stuff, but usually they just get into their specific systems. Really, it's just like, hey, here's how meter here's burn what makes works. yeah here's, Mortal Kombat, you know, Mortal Kombat, yeah, uh, and and less about the nuts and bolts or, or the fundamentals. I guess it's more about like, hey, here are our specific systems. Which I feel like a lot of basic tutorial modes do. It's yeah. like, hey, when your meter's full, you can do this. Yeah. And Which, something that took that step back and said, like, hey, here's the actual layer of strategy that here's the thing you need to actually get better at. Yeah. Uh not not this other shit. Not, hey, just can you throw the fireball? Like, that's fine, but here's the shit. And and not like can you execute? Because that's stuff that comes with practice, and that's that you can build tutorial modes for that now. But the, like how, the how should I be thinking about this? What's the mental game here? Yeah, uh, I think would be really valuable. Like you play, you play ten matches, and and after your tenth match, it like compiles a basic yeah. thing around what you've done and what you could be doing. Yeah, like Killer Instinct had that uh, shit. Was it Shadow Lords? Whatever the the AI, the Shadow AI oh, stuff. Yeah. It was like a fascinating system, uh, and it was fun to fight against. It, it, it was fun to like build your AI and feel like. Oh, this is this seems like it's kind of fighting like I fight. It's making the same shitty mistakes that I do. Uh, but it doesn't always go. The, you know, it didn't really go the extra step and stay. Say, hey, here are the holes in your game. Like, here's the stuff you should think about. Uh, and I think that would be really cool. You know, it's, it's it's but like at the same time, what percentage of the overall player base would that be cool to? Because there are some players that are dedicated enough that they're going to be able to do that work on their own. They don't need that shit. Like, are there enough people in the middle? Uh, you know, like the the caller said, like, oh, you know, like I never really thought about fighting games this way. There are a ton of people in that bucket, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of, that are just like, whatever, man. I just, I know how to throw the fireball. I know if I do this kick, I can do a fireball afterwards, and that's all I know about fighting games. And then you have people that are satisfied with that, and people that are unsatisfied with that, and want and know that this other world exists, but don't know how to get there. And even but how like, many people is that really? I mean, even a player like me who I will play a fighting game, I'll find my character, I'll go and search out the frame data and all that stuff. I would appreciate something in the game that had that sort of thing, you know, because I'm coming to games new and, you yeah. know, you're just like, 
oh, I'm trained as a street fighter player, so I'm used to like jumping here a lot to deal with these kind of projectiles. Mm-hmm. But the game points out, oh, you know, try doing it this way. I saw somebody in the chat say um, For Honor actually has a pretty good tutorial for what we're talking about. I'd huh. love to check that out, actually. I have I've not been, looked at that game much since launch. I've I never guess. played it, but I, I keep meaning to. Well, you know, at launch it was like like I, I played it before it came out, and then played it at launch, and I guess my feeling on it was like, you know, this is a really cool idea, but I, it's it's I never looked at it like a fighting game either. Like sure. to to hear it described like that, uh, it's always like, mm, uh, you know. There are ideas and things from fighting games that certainly apply to this, but it's not a real fighting game like Smash. It, oh God, no! But it, it's it's to me, it's more of here's an objective based game, not unlike a first person shooter, but there are no guns. Yeah, you know, uh, so it's a melee focused, objective based, you know, game in, in in more of that. It's like I would put it more somewhere around Team Fortress Two, you know, something like that. But but yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, Omega Mori says, my friend's younger brother is starting high school and he is giving him bad advice. Like go up to the biggest guy in grade 12. So this is Canada and start talking shit. Like you're in prison. Should I be a part of this? Or is my friend a fucking asshole? Both can be true. Yeah. I mean, you can give bad, fun advice. Like, there's yeah. there's bad advice that'll fuck them up, which is like that one. But then there's bad advice that's like fun. Yeah. Like, don't do your homework. That's right. You don't have to actually. You actually don't have to do homework. No. Yeah. You're good at tests. Yeah. Wait, that's actually <laughs> what? No, you actually do that. <laughs> um, yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. That seems like a shitty way to go, but that's like that's the older brother thing, right? Is to be a shitbag. I don't know. It's, it's not my style, but I'm an only child, so what do I know? Uh, yeah, Python guy here says uh, For Honor shows the exact timings and frames when you parry and block, and you can practice against specific move sets for each character and stuff like that. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, G Unit version one says Mario Kart 8 DX got Labo support last night. You can use the motorcycle oh. uh, cardboard to play Mario Kart now. Okay. That's a cool idea. Yeah. You see they're doing a Labo custom contest. Oh, are they? First oh. place gets a Labo themed switch with like cardboard looking Joy-Cons. Oh, that's it's neat. really cool. Yeah. That's that's neat. It's, I, you know, it just seems like that thing came and went so much. Uh, it came, came and went so quickly. Uh you know, didn't really, they didn't really, well, they didn't really talk about it at E3, but they didn't really talk about much, much of anything at E3, so what are you going to do? Um, speaking of fighting games, asks Ravage Rumble, have you jumped back into Dragon Ball Fighters since getting further into Dragon Ball Z Kai? No, I haven't really played a lot of fighters in, in a long time. Yeah, I, I've i been watching it still, not really playing it. I, uh, as far as playing, like, I'm I'm still on Cross Tag and Uniel. <laughs> I need to play some more cross tag. I, uh, Those new characters are really fun. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I'll probably pick up that pack, I guess, then. Uh, let's take another call. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, the good news is we've got a caller. Fantastic. Go. Hello, caller. What is your name and where are you? Hey, guys. Uh, my name is Amy. I'm in Scotland. Hi, Amy. What's on your mind? Uh, uh, so I've always wondered um, if being a, a critic, and especially being a critic over a long period of time, 
uh, changes the way you play games. You know, does it become difficult to turn off that inner reviewer inside you while you're playing a game? Right. Um, and, and does it make it harder to then enjoy the game, you know? Or do you just embrace it in every game that you play? Yeah, it's... Uh... Yeah, thanks for your call. It's it's uh that's kind of how I've always played games. So the the thing and and I think the shift these days is, you know, we're kind of deliberately reviewing fewer games uh and and approaching games a little differently than than I did 10 years ago. Um you know, even 5 years ago to a certain extent. And what that means to a certain extent is the embracing the freedom of saying, "You know what? I don't like this game. I don't need to play it. I'm going to stop playing this game instead yeah. of seeing everything through to the the conclusion. I'm going to I'm going to be able to reach a situation where I'm like, you know, I think I've had enough of this, and, and I'm ready to move on, uh, which is a, a weird feeling, but a nice one. Yeah, because like, of course, a, a big part of being a uh, being a critic is being able to trust your instincts on kind of your like. Yes, there's stuff where you have to take into consideration, you know, the industry as a whole and yeah. events and, yeah. and a lot of outside forces. But mainly, like, you're going to know when you start playing a game whether or not it, you like it slash it's good. Those two things can be interchangeable totally. to a degree. Yeah. But you know, right? You have that instinct and you can trust it. Right. Yeah. Uh, but the the thing when when I was reviewing games uh, for GameSpot, you know, 10 over 10 years ago now, uh, the, the most valued ability was speed because we were trying to do so much uh, as quickly as possible. And that was how I always played games back then was as quickly as I possibly could, Um, you know, prior to, to it being my job. Like I was just like tearing through games uh, at at a very rapid pace. And and that's kind of just how I always approached them. So it, when I started doing it, there was really no need to change anything about how I was approaching games because, like like I said, I you know I just devoured the stuff and moved on to the next one. Uh, and so that served me pretty well for a long time um, for reviewing things. You know, like obviously, like product reviews and criticism are two pretty different things. Not to say that a piece can't serve both needs in some ways, but generally speaking, a critique is not the same as a review. Um, and, and you know, the, the focuses can be different in terms of like, Hey, what are we talking about here with this? I think that's stuff that we get into more on the podcast stuff now. Like, you know, the, the, the menus of the crew too would not be multiple paragraphs in a review of the crew too. Right. It would suffice to say they are bad and in the way. Um, but you know, you can kind of say that sort of stuff a little more plainly, uh, when we're just kind of talking about it. So, you know, over, over the years, I think the, the form that the criticism takes has changed too. You know, it's gone from written product reviews to kind of written column style things and, and all this other stuff to, you know, now it's, you know, we're, we're on video doing it. We're on the podcast doing it and, and kind of just bringing it to different formats and different forms. Uh, and so that's been the more dramatic change I'd say over the last, you know, five years or so has been this kind of realization is just like, you know, the, the rat race for like what, what I think of, or the, the thing I did for a long time with reviews, it's not, it doesn't hold the same value it once did uh, to our audience. Uh, people are looking for something different, and uh, 
you know, being able to kind of step away from some of that stuff to where, to where it makes sense. I think, you know, whatever you'll, you'll continue to see text-based reviews on the site, uh, here and there where it makes sense. Um, but you know, we've kind of changed things up and, and, and as a result of that, I think that's the thing that actually has changed the way I play games a little bit. Um, to where I feel comfortable starting something and stopping. Whereas before, if I was starting a game, it was because I was probably reviewing it and I was like completing it. And that's how it was. But now feeling this freedom of just like, and also there are way more games coming out. There's just a ton of fucking games coming out all the time. So there's always something else I could be doing with my time. So if I'm playing something and I'm like, you know what? I really don't like this. And, and no, I don't need to see it through to the conclusion to see if it gets better. Cause at this point I've kind of, suffered it's a weird weird word to use but you know suffered through enough of a thing to where i'm just like you know what i'm good wasted enough of your time yeah exactly uh so i can i can move on to another thing uh it doesn't it doesn't matter if the last hour of this game becomes great if the 20 hours to get there is a just is a bad time right uh and i think that's that's a the perspective i have on a lot of this stuff now is it's just like hey I can stop. And that feels pretty good. It's freeing in some ways. That's been nice. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, uh, Darice says, uh, since it come up on the pod, are there any games you purchased or otherwise obtained with the intent of playing, but you still have and have never opened? Uh, what was that spooky, scary movie game with all the teens getting murdered until dawn? Yeah. Yeah. Still. Uh, I ended up playing it somewhere else. I have a sealed copy of Alan Wake that I bought with the intent of playing Alan Wake and then never got around to it and then eventually got around to it on in a different format and realized that I'd did not especially want to play Alan Wake. Oh, Alan Wake. It's, 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 yeah, it, it, yes, but I just, eh, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so I never opened that particular copy of Alan Wake. Um, let's see. You know, I have a sealed copy of Ocarina of Time, but that's because I had reviewed the game before oh. it had come out. And so Nintendo sent a copy. I played through that. And then the copy I pre-ordered showed up after I had already finished it. So I was just like, well, I don't need to open this. I'll take it home. And then just never opened it. So I ended up with a sealed copy of the gold, whatever, Ocarina. Um, yeah. That binary domain. <laughs> yeah. Was- I bought it. It was very cheap never touched it there's definitely been some stuff that i've bought thinking i was going to play a lot of it and then started it and never went back uh or games that i bought out of some weird obligation where it's like i don't need to buy this but i guess i'm going like i bought uh donkey kong for the switch oh they released that arcade donkey kong and i was like i should own this i was like eight dollars is too much money for this yeah it doesn't even have a funky mode well what if I told you the whole game was funky mode? What if I told you that Mario's sound effects for running in that game were not accurate and it bothered me? Really? Like it's it's a sample of the same. Like this. Hmm. Come on, guys. It, it feels it feels off uh, compared to the real thing. Um, let's see. 
I like when people send a friend request and then don't ever ask a question. Yeah. Always a, always a smooth move. Uh, Roberto Ramirez asks, are you still using X-Link? I think I got this question elsewhere on the internet recently. X-Link Kai, you ever heard of it? Nope. It's a, Is that like X-Link, but they took out all the bullshit? Yeah, that's the idea. Uh, it is network tunneling software that allows you to establish a LAN connection over the internet. Oh, yeah. I think you, we did talk about this yeah. briefly. It's for the purposes, if, in this case, it's for the purposes of playing like original Xbox system link games yeah. uh, over the internet. Or like some Crimson Sky. Yeah, or like SOCOM. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, uh, I used it with the PSP. I had to get a specific USB uh, Wi-Fi dongle, and then I could connect the PSP to that, and then that would that connection would tunnel out to the internet and connect to someone else. And I could use it to play that twisted metal game over the internet or like Ridge racer or something like that. Uh, and I got that working probably exactly twice, <laughs> uh, cause it was such a fucking asshole, but that was a lot of years ago. Uh, I was looking at the excellent Kai site, I think last night and looked at the games they support. I really would like to play some unreal championship Two. Uh, I don't know if you remember what the Unreal Championship games, or at least Unreal Championship 2 specifically, mm. is a third-person game. It's oh. not an Unreal Tournament game. Okay. It's like a more melee-focused, third-person, deathmatch kind of game, I, and Raiden is in it. Okay. Yeah. That sounds cool. It was a really cool idea. It was clunky in spots, uh, but it was it was neat. Uh, and I remember thinking it was kind of cool. And I would like to try it out again. That sounds cool. Yeah. Um, let's see here. I got like one or two more questions here. And then maybe we'll just wrap it up, send it on home. Yep. Uh, the Killer Snap wants to know, are there any great games you discovered way after the fact via like a Steam sale or something? Anything you came to super late? Hmm. There's got to be something. I'm just trying to. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, it's I. I guess Undernight technically because I came in on the third iteration of it, um, oh. like the, the you know super arcade edition, whatever. Like yeah. the. Um, so by the time I was like, oh cool, I'm I'm like I've gone through the tutorial. I found my character. I feel fairly confident. I hopped online and just consistently got whooped by people who were playing since the first release in like 2014. Yeah, yeah, that's that's usually how that goes. Um, Knuckleberry says they just nerfed Akuma and Street Fighter Five hard without disclosing it. Have you ever had a game memorably pull the rug out and force you to adapt? Uh, one of the main reasons I stopped playing Overwatch was they just kept reducing Lucio's movement speed, and my favorite oh. thing in that game was wall riding and like just zipping around and doing shit like that. And then, but it wasn't like, I mean, they broadcast everything. I I don't know about. It wasn't like, necessarily a secret. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't really think of any other times that's happened. I feel like um, Titanfall, Titanfall 1, uh, they, I think it was 1. It might have been 1 and 2, actually. Uh, they rebalanced the uh, rifle I was using. Oh. And suddenly it was taking i think it was like one to two more hits to kill but that's just enough and it was just enough to where like it threw off all of my timing everything that i had come to know about that game and get get good at was just thrown out of whack and so i and i never found a weapon i liked 
uh, again. And so it kind of drove me from the game. Uh, there was a Call of Duty that did that one year also. Same exact thing. We're like, hey, this gun you like? Guess what? Turns out you like it because it's fucking OP. <laughs> so we fixed it. And I was like, well, that sucks. I like the, and it's obviously it's a lot harder to do, I guess. Well, I, I, what the fuck do I know? I've never balanced a thing. Can't even balance a checkbook. Uh, <laughs> I like the idea. I like the the methodology of no nerfs, just make everything else yeah. tough. Like be very, very slightly, you know, like if you have to tweak something, tweak it, but don't just like take a baseball bat to it. That's, right. a, that's a Dota approach. It's like, okay, you know, very rarely does a hero get nerfed to the degree where it's like they become unplayable. Right. Yeah. And and that gun, probably, if you were coming to it fresh in, in Titanfall or the Call of Duty game, whatever, whichever one it was, um, you probably wouldn't know because you wouldn't have the past experience. But that feeling of like, I played dozens of hours this specific way and now that's not there uh, was frustrating. And and so it's like, okay, well, can I scramble for a different weapon? Is there anything I'm going to like here? And then not immediately latching on to anything. That's the sort of stuff that just kind of gets me to, it discourages me to the point of like, I'm not going to play a game. And I get that if you, if you do just keep making everything more powerful, then eventually like everything dies in one hit, you know, like in a Call of Duty game, if you just kept ramping the guns up nonstop, then you're like, at some point you have to nerf everything by saying, we've given players more health. Yeah, sure. And then it's the same effect, right? You know, so it, it's it's a touchy thing. I'm sure it's very hard to to figure out what the right approach is. And I guess it is going to be different for every game. Um, but as someone who, like, the, the worst case is like, hey, there, I've, I've fallen in love with this specific way to play and you have removed it from the game. That sucks. Yep. It's a shitty feeling. Yep. Uh so yeah, let's see if we got anything else here. Am I still playing Soundboxing? Asks Mere Immortal. It's been a little bit, but yes, I, I'm playing some Soundboxing here and there. That's the VR game that uh, lets you you punch stuff in time to the music, and you can make your own punch note highways uh, and attach them to YouTube videos. So you're just searching oh. for, you're searching for songs, uh, and then if if a user has created a highway for that song, it sure turns up in the search. And then it plays the YouTube video in VR in the distance. And then you punch and play. Uh, it's a really clean and sound way to implement custom music into that type of rhythm game. A rhythm game at that budget, uh, at that price point. Yeah. Uh, that I think has been very smart and a very cool way to handle it. Uh, that, I, that I view as something that should be something, something like the gold standard for it. There are ways to improve upon it. But if you're making a rhythm game and you want to implement custom stuff, that's probably what you should do. Just look back to AudioSurf. Yeah, well, AudioSurf still had you providing your own MP3s. Sure, but this is like a, a natural but Yeah, and this is an of evolution that. of that that, requ- that does, no longer requires you to actually own the song. Yeah. Um, and I think that's cool. Uh, you know, you could say like, oh, what if, what if you went the way of like, I always thought like, oh, why don't they just do Spotify integration? Oh, sure. And the answer there is then you have to be paying for a spotify subscription which granted a lot of people are but what if you're not then you're limiting the potential number of people that can play I mean, your that game could be a cool like side thing where it's like we have seamless spotify thing but if you want to provide your own mp3 you can 
But th- if you're once you deal with any variance like that, you introduce the concept, the, the possibility that the note highways might not match up 100. percent Yeah, and that's hey man, life is a note highway. I'm gonna punch it all night long. That's the soundboxing motto. <laughs> no, I, I need to play some more soundboxing. They've been patching it up and stuff lately, so I, I it's been a little bit since I've looked at it. Yeah, that's right. Audio Surf Two had SoundCloud support, which uh, is is pretty good. You know, it's a good free kind of thing. Hey, this game's blowing up. Just want to link my SoundCloud. Uh, you know, anything yep. you can do helps. Uh, S Cheese Man says Audio Shield and Audio Surf had their YouTube integration pulled today, with the dev saying they're looking for alternatives. Huh. Weird. I wonder if that has I wonder to do with if, like DCMA stuff. Yeah, I wonder if there's going to be some kind of reckoning on that. Who knows? Well, did you hear uh, Twitch just hit a massive ban yeah. of, of streamers using licensed music? But it was like just one record label, right? Uh, uh, yeah. I think it was like one record label got super overzealous and started hammering down pretty heavily uh, in a way that impacted a lot of people. Like I know people are like not happy at that record label and all of their stuff, but at the end of the day, that is the actual the law. law. Yeah. Uh, and it's a reminder that all of this stuff is built, is a total house of cards and it's only going to take one Atlas, one Interscope, you know, like little game company actions here and there, little publisher actions here and there to prevent streaming, little, little things like this about licensed music to really ruin a lot of people's days especially if they have tried to build careers in this stuff like it's it's this stuff feels ephemeral in a way that maybe there will be a reckoning someday on that stuff we'll see or maybe they'll figure it out and go actually it's better for us and our music to allow people to stream it yeah uh within certain limits uh and, and all that sort of stuff it's a it's a fucking strange path that we're on and i look at this stuff as kind of inevitable like of course stuff like this is going to happen and it's going to continue happening in weird pockets like it's not going to you're not going to convince record labels like hey just let us play the, your we're just going to use your music for free oh yeah, like, yeah. that's not something we're that they're going to be like oh sure whatever well i cuss over it yeah like oh absolutely of course we're totally reasonable we're the music industry we definitely understand how this internet thing works <laughs> fuck man fuck uh all right, last question here. Combat thirty one asks, uh, "What's your go to energy drink flavor?" Uh, <clears throat> Whoa, uh, I like Red Bull, sugar free. I mean, that's my go to because I don't know, I'm a bad person. But if I want to treat myself, it's one of those yellow Red Bulls or the Rockstar Lemonade or yeah. the Rockstar Punch, mm-hmm. sugar free. Yeah. I don't like I, I don't like sugar free Red Bull. I like regular Red Bull, but I also am drinking mostly zero calorie energy drinks now. So yeah, yeah. I haven't had an energy drink since E three, just because I've been so sick that I haven't oh, needed yeah. the caffeine. But yeah, it felt pretty good getting through that back half of E three without drinking energy drinks. That uh, was like okay, cool, great. Yeah. I can still do this, and then I drank two on the way home. Uh, <laughs> Because I was driving, I would have fucking died. Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, it's either that or meth, right? You know, what's the safer option? Who could say? Who could say? Uh, I decided this is our new ending theme. It's the one I accidentally played last week. Nice. Well, I guess that's gonna 
just about wrap it up. I'd probably choose. I'm, I'm way into the zero calorie Rockstar flavors. They, yeah. got a, they got an orange. I got the. They got a zero calorie fruit punch. I forgot that you didn't answer the question yeah. when I started playing the. No, this is it. we're talking game. out, man. It's fine. And Monster Ultraviolet, I think, is pretty good. I haven't fucked around enough with Monster. I, I think they have something I would like, but I just yeah. I, I've been brand loyal. I'm pretty sure there's less caffeine in Monsters. Okay. I can so, get down with that. I am yeah. not trying to ramp up my caffeine right yeah, now. Slightly milder thing. I drank some coffee over the weekend that fucked me up, man. Like I was still dead tired, but also a jittery mess. It was like the worst of both worlds. Uh-huh. I felt like I was going nuts. Bad time. Bad time, Pete's Coffee. Bad time. But you know what's a good time? What's a good time? Uh, two o'clock-ish. Yeah. Or whenever we start this. That's right. We'll be back next week at the good time to have good times with you here on Good Times. We'll be back with our next guest star, Jimmy J.J. Walker. That's right. Stay tuned for another Dynamite edition of the After Show. We'll be back next week. <laughs>